fly love song. Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest Tune Group podcast. I'm Tune Group contributor and audio content developer Aaron Stevenson. I'm joined today in studio by MC, poet, actor, uh, artistic, <laughs> polymath. Um, he's one third of Growing Concerns Poetry Collective, and he has a new solo album, Maintain, dropping in a couple weeks. This is my friend, Michael DeVille. What's hey, up, Michael? What's up? Hey, what's up, Chewing Group? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. We're stoked to have you here. I'm so excited for this album release concert, nice. man. Got yes. my tickets this weekend. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably going to grab a couple more, too. Oh, my I'm God. Pack Thank that you. place out. <laughs> um, but yeah, the big reason we wanted to get you in front of a mic is because you have this great new album that's dropping next month, Maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been about a year since... Uh, your poetry collection was published mm-hmm. and Growing Concerns Vinyl was dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to just talk to us a little bit about the journey that's happened for you since your last project? I know it's been a crazy, <laughs> it's been a super crazy year for you. Yeah, man, it's been really, I've been really fortunate this year to just continue to work at the same pace that I've been working at, which is breakneck. I don't know how to do anything other than that and work at that speed. Um, yeah, Peace Fam was... Uh, a revelation for me. I just really uh, thought that album was, this is my previous album. Yeah. Um, I thought this album was like my equimini, my like, you know, Baduism, <laughs> you know, it was, it was black on both sides for me. And um, I learned a lot making that uh, record. Um, I learned how to release and I learned what I wasn't doing correctly <laughs> or, sure. you know, there's no real correct way to do music these days. There's no real, um, you know, uh, right path in order to like get the maximum, you know, uh, people involved, but there are more effective ways of doing things for sure. And I'm so, I'm, you know, I'm from the basement. Like, you know, I, I am used to just kind of like making the thing and then putting the entire thing out and then going and performing the thing. To me, that's the real main attraction, like actually perform it. But I realized that, you know, it could be a more effective way to get this music, to um, a larger audience and so I needed to take some time away from releasing music and continuing to work to just kind of think on how I can do this better Um, and around that time I started you know working on maintain in 2018 I just kind of took a break from my own solo career to really help uh, growing concerns flourish in the way that I knew it could Um, we did the NPR tiny desk uh, runner-ups concert um, you performed at museums and what I love about that group is we can invade so many different spaces that as a re- you know regular MC I can't um, so being able to perform in museums and theaters and classrooms and stuff like that um, Growing Concerns really fi- filled that need for me and that niche so um, yeah I just spent a year kind of exploring what that was like and you know when you got something to say like Miles Davis says like you know um, people asked him a lot, you know, why haven't you put out a new record? And I remember a quote of his was like, you know, cause I didn't have anything to say. Um, so I wanted to wait until I had something to say and make sure I wasn't necessarily like repeating myself. Um, so that's where maintain kind of came in. It was, a, it was a, I like to challenge myself, um, and do something new each time. Um, and the new thing for this record was, that I was in a good space when I wrote it. I wasn't, you know, uh, going through some existential crisis or suffering or anything like that. My my life was made better 
uh, because of the art I was making, because of who I was with, the people I was surrounding myself with. Um, and that's a scary thing because, you know, people like us, like artists who are hypersensitive, we uh, tend to, you know, lean in the pessimistic side sometimes and the cynicism and the self-sabotaging. And uh, this time it wasn't any of that around. So I had to kind of create from a place of uh, surplus versus deficit. Um, so, you know, that was very challenging in its own right, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a different kind of a uh, different source of inspiration. Yeah. And just going, thinking back through your projects, it seems like every single one is so tonally different mm -hmm. than the one that came before it. Yeah. You know, Super Predator had a, like a level of aggression that mm -hmm. then when you got to each one, teach one was, mm -hmm. was gone. It became something more aspirational. Yeah. And so it's, it really does seem like each project has evolved really drastically. Yeah. This is going to be your first project that isn't self-released. Yeah. <laughs> you have signed now with the label No Trend Records, yes. right? Yes. Yes, shout out No Trend Records. Yes. How has that evolved your process mm -hmm. in terms of recording and mm -hmm. releasing music? Yeah, uh No Trend just expanded it, man. Like it they they uh they they saw me perform a couple of times, um, and they're they're a DIY label. They're an indie underground, whatever that means. Yeah, they're not traditionally anybody. a hip hop label. No, right? they're they're more of a punk uh, label, and uh, you know more of a rock label. And they have really wonderful bands that I love. I like to start off by saying like Chicago is the place to be because you. I, the 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 rappers and the rockers they they're they're together they're hanging out you know what I mean they're making music together we're going to each other's shows we're on each other's bills and so um me I don't necessarily move too much in like lots of traditional hip hop circles um because I started in the basement and having all kinds of music around me and and supporting me um I'm usually on a bill with other kinds of genres versus um just hip hop right um so um they they saw me at a punk show and uh you know approached me about just releasing a single through no trend but around that time i had just got finished recording uh maintain itself like just as a secret project this is the first project where i wasn't blasting it all over social media that i was recording i was just kind of trying to keep it close to the chest to see if this was the right thing um and at the same time, serendipity happened. They they kind of waltzed into my life, and I pitched them maintain, and they had already they were already aware of my music before, and they were just like coming to get a song, not a whole record. Um, and then when they heard that, they 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 jumped aboard, and we started to work together. And they have really, really, really uh, changed my idea of like how I release music and when's the right time to release the music and where to release the music yeah. um they've given me um a lot of major platforms to release my music now this would be the first album i have that's released on apple music that's released on Tidal, uh youtube youtube music um deezer um it, just everything other than just my soundcloud you know what i mean so um in spotify as well and so um and it'd be the first time i have like actual physical merch um, for myself, other than like just tapes, I've been moving around for a yeah, couple the, of years. The just... bright pink I have in my collection, you yeah. know, I have a bunch of records and then I have one cassette tape that's like bright pink, Yo. Michael DeVille pink <laughs> tape. I love you know, it, find man. a tape deck, but I right. got a tape. <laughs> Yo, man, no, I love that, man. I think physical, the physical is coming back, man. And is is people are missing that because everything is so digital these days and, um, it can kind of feel liquid when when um, all your uh, music is just 
on this digital cloud somewhere and people can just access it at any time, any point for free if they want. Um, whereas, you know, I'm a millennial. I, I grew up in the 90s and I remember going to, you know, uh, Tower Records and, 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 and things that were like here in Chicago and picking up my first CDs. And, um, you know, it, it's something different about having like that physical thing in your hand. And I feel like vinyls are on a resurgence because of this nostalgia. And so I yeah. have my very first vinyls coming out through No Trend, my first CDs coming out through No Trend, you know? So, yeah, yeah they, I mean, you can call mm-hmm. an album a mixtape all you want, <laughs> but until you release it on a cassette, is it really a mi- you know? Right, it's, is it? Uh, it's important. It's a, it's a, it's important to actually like, you know, uh, let, let's not use these 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 titles and things like that like so loosely and understanding that we we're just releasing it on some digital like scape. Like, let's actually have physical things where people have to go back and support that old technology because it just sounds different. It sounds different on a tape. It sounds different on a vinyl. And I'm super excited yeah. that maintain, um, will have this kind of release, uh, for the first time. That means just, I'm just happy that more people would be able to hear the music, you know? It seems like a lot of the samples that you use, you've, mm-hmm. you've been just in, in the past in your career. And it seems a little bit early on in the, the advanced release singles on mm-hmm. this album, you have samples that, are well suited to vinyl just mm-hmm. because they're coming from a vinyl source. Yeah. Uh, old jazz tracks mm-hmm. and things like that are where your beats are coming from. Yeah. So there's certainly some something about the quality of your music that feels right when it's playing on a record. You know? Absolutely. My producers, uh, they are heavy <laughs> into, you know, the kind of digging in the crates, vinyl, like kind of thing. Malky, uh, Chicagoan-based, uh, you know, Chicago-based rapper and producer, you know, he is and saying he he put this was originally going to be an album um that was just going to be me and Malky um I've never worked with only one producer I work with multiple producers and then kind of curate of the sounds to make it all sound cohesive in a way um but again I like doing things that scare me and this was going to be a record that was just going to be me and Malky but the problem with working sometimes with one producer at this level I'd say is that you're subject sort of to um, all of their whims and all of their emotions and maybe sometimes that goes against what you as the person who's going to be the vocals over the track um, is trying to say or the, the the kind of mood you need to feel or the color you need. Um, and so I, I still prefer to work with multiple producers and kind of pull all of those colors from the rainbow like into my own rainbow. And they, they all use... Tony Piazza, Elements, a brand new producer I'm working with, um, based out in the UK. Um, they 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 all love that old old jazz sound, that old Chicago sound, and that boom bap sound. So that that's what made me me, and I continue to use it. You know, you're still a DIY curator at heart. <laughs> I think. At heart, man, I miss it. <laughs> Things are elevating in ways, but like uh, the DIY scene, I always will show love to here in Chicago, just because it it really gave me. Uh, my footing in the art community that wasn't based in establishments, you know, so you sure. know, respect. And you, so you've joined this new label. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mostly uh, punk and indie yeah. rock music. Mm-hmm. Did you used to be in a punk band? Do I remember <laughs> that correctly? I used to be in a band. Yeah. And I used, it, it, it had punk tones to it. Like I started in music, uh, playing the guitar. I was a guitar player for a couple of years and I taught myself how to play and, uh, I grew up in the hood on the west side of Chicago, and there's not many rock bands over there. But sure, um, you know, I was influenced by a lot of like, uh, you know, rock at that time. You know, the White Stripes, and 
I'm not going to get into my very embarrassing music history when it comes to like what I was listening to back in high school, but we've um, all got those dark, you know, (laughs) for real. Like if I go back into my old like playlist in my space, you, you'd see the emo Michael and my chemical romance and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, man, I, I encouraged my friends back then when I was like 16, 17 to like also pick up instruments and teach themselves. Um, and so we formed our, my first band called forever, uh, which, sucked uh and it, it didn't live up to its name <laughs> no it was it's actually not. temporary no it was you know but look man, i i had so much fun you know it was very it was you know just grabbing a guitar and doing something different in your community and going into like you know an apartment and banging on a drum set and being with your friends and creating music that was my first taste into stepping into a world that i had no training in and you know and a diy kind of like you know circuit of creating it myself, not waiting it, or we couldn't afford getting, you know, uh, music lessons or anything like that. So I just bought books from Guitar Center and taught myself tablature. Sure. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't play anymore, but like that opened my world to music and how um, the poetry and stories and things that I, w- I was writing could also live uh, in that world. And from then on, I, you know, I, I played in a couple more bands and then stopped music and started another, you know, started acting. Uh, but now I'm back to it and I'm in the front and not just like kind of playing rhythm guitar in the back. So it's it's, it's interesting, the trajectory. Yeah, it, it seems like so much of your voice and so much of your story is just deeply and inherently Chicago. Yeah. You've just been molded by <laughs> Chicago. But this last year, uh, just a couple months ago, mm-hmm. you had a chance to uh, really expand those mm-hmm. horizons of what your world looks like. And you yeah. took a trick took a trip to Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah. South Africa. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that was like, what that meant for you, Mm -hmm. uh, both personally and and as an artist? I Mm -hmm. mean, did that change the way you see things artistically, just seeing the world through that new lens? Yeah. Oh my God. I I mean, I'm still kind of there. Like my head is still uh, in South Africa. I had never traveled out of the country. That was my first time out of the country and me and my partner, um, Mackenzie Chin, um, we decided that this was important uh, for us, as important as... um, you know, the way people take pilgrimages to Mecca or, you know, people go on birthright. Uh, for us, um, being the first people on both sides of our family as far back as we know, um, to step foot on the continent of where we're from um, is a powerful experience, um, specifically to artists, people who are already sensitive. You got to think um, from everybody, every, 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 person who was thrown on the boats in slavery every person who uh you know died or was raped or killed on those boats and survived and made it to this country and were brainwashed and their tongues replaced and histories and religions gone unbroken from a generation all the way down until it gets to me and all the way down until it got to mckenzie um nobody had been back to the continent you know what i mean um and so we you know when we made it there uh it was a sense of ownership of the air and the soil and the ground it's a beautiful thing to be where you feel like you you belong and a lot of times and I speak about it in my music you don't feel like you belong as a person of color or a marginalized body in this country um it's a lot of otherization um you feel like an anomaly um most of the time and so going to a place where the you know it's 80 to 90 percent Black people riding the bus and driving the bus and the businessman and the artist, everybody looks like me. Everybody speaks and sounds like me. These people can be my cousins and brothers and sisters. 
for the first time in my life, I felt like I belonged somewhere. And so that trip really grew me up in a lot of ways. You know, um, I was afraid that um, the music I had created before that trip, pre that trip, would be rendered, uh, you know, less effective to me by going to uh, the continent of Africa because um, I was afraid that upon listening to my older music uh, after the trip, that I feel like the issues that I was bringing up were not just speaking only to the black experience, but only speaking to um, an American experience and not um, what black blackness is globally or worldwide. Maybe I'm only speaking about privileged things, you know, um, and then going to Africa, you know, I was surprised and relieved that uh, the trip strengthened um my belief in what I'm speaking about and what I've been speaking about through growing concerns in my previous records and this record currently, um, that uh, blackness, the, the things that people who are black, what we're going through, um, we're going through it worldwide. And it's just uh, a, a different playbook. You know what I mean? It's just, um, you know, we had slavery, they had apartheid, you know, um, it, it, so many similarities and differences and stuff like that. And so it makes the music for me that much more urgent, that much more dire to get it out. And whether it's something that people dance to or uh, they they uh, heal to, um, it's important for me because, you know, uh, we need to speak about, you know, these things. And what better way to get uh, out these feelings, I guess, than through the music, than through what we're listening to every day. So I'm trying my best to champion um you know, my black skin and who I am as a black person and not ever run away from that ever again, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, that was a long answer, but no, like, it was it's, a powerful experience. Man. And, like, and I, it's a powerful answer to it. Your voice in terms of healing, you're just talking about mm -hmm. how you try to speak to healing and the healing experience for uh, people of color mm -hmm. here in the country and also globally. That voice of healing has come through immediately in your first single that's yeah. coming off of maintain mm -hmm. type love yeah um just uh for those of the those of you who are uninitiated to this song it's uh a song about radical self-love mm -hmm. um and was released with a beautiful music video mm -hmm. uh that was directed by michael's partner Mackenzie chin mm -hmm. we'll have a link to the video uh, but I'd love to just take a listen to the yeah, song right now and have a little sample of that. Yeah, I think I felt I was unlovable. Yeah, till I understood what love could do more better. Them four letters be metamorphic, of course, when used to pacify a wage war with self worth. I wish I could have learned it first. The inner type that's eternal, not external. Just ran it backwards like a buggy before the horse, huh? My only source was 90s romantic sitcoms. Cue the laugh track was sadder than that. A whole generation learning how to love through a TV station. Devoid of patience, game pick up lines with little implications on how we can strengthen our minds. My only say is the sign of the times. My pops ain't nowhere that I wanna find My bros told me keep my eyes on the grind and rhyme This great to lace the instrumental with I had to think, sipping ginger tea with turmeric Now that's it, ritual just for my soul Go with the long hoodie up with headphones on Alright, so that is Type Love, the first single that was released off of Maintain, the new album by Michael DeVille. Uh, we've linked up the video, which is directed by Mackenzie Chin. Um, this was... Uh, 
a collaborative piece. You have yeah. a couple different collaborators here. Uh, Darren Alexis yeah. is on the track. Absolutely. Uh, what was that collaboration like? Oh, man. Darren's was... one of the artists who's going to be at your record release yes. show, right? Yes. Darren is someone I've been listening to like since... Uh, the DIY scene. I used to try to book her <laughs> at my uh, uh, spot, the dojo, back in the day, and she graced our basement uh, a couple of times. And uh, she just has this this voice that can fill an auditorium, man. Like she's she's incredible, and uh, it's a it's a uh, delicate kind of sound, but with ferocious power behind it. And I knew I wanted uh, someone to. Um, you know, be on the chorus who who could do that. It, it, there's tenderness, but there's also power and affirmation in in, in the way her voice kind of like travels and traverses the track. Um, yeah, but Darren um, came to the studio. I asked her to just kind of like pop by and I have wrote the song um, probably a couple months back and uh, the chorus and I, I, I kind of taught her the chorus and she just made it her own. She just took it and just... Oh man, um, all the uh, backing vocals and just watching her work as as another performer just so uh, it, it just inspired me. And I knew after she sung the chorus that this would be the single, like this would be the thing that would sell the album. This would be the thing that would get people to listen, and it would be like you know, kind of the fulcrum of the entire. Like I, I, I needed something that rooted this piece in something. I don't know uh, the main message, which is to you know be critical about the world and be critical about yourself and be critical when, when, when you are examining yourself. Be critical. Look look into yourself. See how you are loving yourself. See how you are just talking to yourself in your own head. Pay attention to it before you decide to give that energy off to other folk. Um, and Darren, you know she embodies that like she she you know when she sings you can tell it's a labor of love she's not just doing it um because you you know you paid her to come and do it she's doing it for the love and because she wants to help out and it it, it went off so well that she decided to turn back around and um sing some backing vocals on some other tracks on the album so she's she's through my this is like one of the bigger collaborations i have i don't collab that much on my albums anymore um because i like to just kind of lead the entire thing myself um and and you know i'm still finding my voice and so it's important to like not lean on other people to tell my stories i think currently but uh having darren kind of come in and like kind of guest vocal on some couple of things and uh, lead with type love was astonishing. I'm so happy she's working with me. So yeah, she's going to get to do a full set at Lincoln Hall and she'll be joining me in my set as well. So yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that's going to be incredible. something I'm looking forward to. It'd be the first time we perform it live ever. So it'd be great. Yeah. I got to say, honestly, this is my favorite song yeah. that you've recorded so far. Yo! I mean, total. I, I love this song so much. Thank the day you, it man. came out, I was like, immediately mm -hmm. trying to get everybody I knew to see the video <laughs> uh, because the video yeah. is beautiful too. Oh, and you have yeah. uh, choreography and yeah. uh, another dancer, Pochop, uh -huh. is, Pochop. is in it as well. Yeah, uh, And her work is absolutely beautiful just yeah, visually yeah. to a 
you know accompany what you and Darren have mm -hmm. have put out there sonically. Yeah, the video I can't like I want to give all the credit in the world to the team of that video and Mackenzie Chin and Greg Dixon. Um, Mackenzie Chin uh, is my partner, an another uh, part, one third part of Grand Concerns Poetry Collective. Um, I wrote this song and I want I knew this needed a video. Um, and so many people came to mind, but like I looked at my own home and, you know, Mackenzie uh, just got finished, you know, making her um, rounds with her film that she made a couple of years back. Um, that Olympia. Just, right, Olympia. Yeah. And it just premiered at the Chicago International Film Festival here and the L.A. Film Festival. Uh, it was my first time. See, I saw it as an audience member with the rest of the audience here in Chicago. And I was floored. I was floored by. Uh, you know, I may be a little biased, but uh, for the most part, we like to in our home, like, you know, be really honest when it comes to like our art exchange because we're collaborators as well. Um, and the film, what her and Greg was able to do in terms of the color and um, all the beautiful like just motifs. And uh, I, I knew it was the hand that I wanted, the delicate hand I needed uh, to push this video for so I gave it to her the song and she came up with the concept she uh came with the team another really wonderful uh Chicago collaboration with Hannah Welliver uh David Hughes Jr. who uh, uh shot uh my other single Free Soul and also my previous video um which I found out on set Revolt um he, he so he he's the through line through all three of my videos here um Mal Italiano um uh Gaffin it was just like a, a full Chicago crew she got Pochop to agree to come in and um freestyle dance for it uh she barely choreographed any of that she just kind of did wow. it um and you know it, it it was beautiful all my music is is about collaborating with Chicago artists and my sound would be nothing without everybody here in Chicago working to make that a sound so I give mad props to everybody who worked on that video I was just a piece of the art that was made for that one. So I'm really proud of Type Love. I hope the rest of the world can get a chance to like fall back and hear that song, you know, and see that video too, because it's it's a labor of love. It's it's wild to me that you've been doing this for it's like two years now, right? Yeah, that pretty much been, three yeah, two, yeah two, maybe three, two and yeah. a half, three. Yeah. yeah. Uh that you've been doing uh music, creating music professionally, mm -hmm. and yet I look at this community around you that's already mm -hmm. evolved of artists that keep coming back you know you have trig and jovan <laughs> and uh you know there's it seems yeah. like you've already established this uh sort of like mythos around mm -hmm. your career which which feels mm -hmm. incredible to me from the outside so i can only imagine what that feels like yeah, to man. you to have this kind of evolve already for you here yeah, in man. chicago it's it's in, it's it's really really i'm just fortunate that the people who i rock with have always rocked with me, have always supported me, and I've always supported them. And no matter how high I go or how high they go, no matter if we stop doing this tomorrow and, and you know, or we just pick up day jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll always continue to work with each other. And, and we, we know we are in the infancy of our voices. We know we are just discovering who we are in hip hop and in art in general. And so I've always wanted to continue to have you know, um, similar people around me, you know what I mean? Like, and so like the Jovans and the Triggs and the Max Thomases, like these, these people have always supported me. So I always want to give them an opportunity on my music to, 
um, shine in some sort of way and I always want to help them do the exact same thing because Chicago knows how to support, you know. And so, you know, as we expand and get bigger, those people, they'll always be fixtures in my music, always, because they, they were with me when I started, you know. And Jovan, Max Trigg, <laughs> yeah. the three names you just mentioned, they all show up in your latest <laughs> music video yeah. uh, for Free Soul, right? Uh-huh. Which yes, is sir. like the most Chicago thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, you want to talk a little bit about what that yeah. music video, how that came mm-hmm. to be? And it's such a joyful, we're going to link to that as well uh, mm-hmm. when we post up this this interview but mm-hmm. it is such a joyful thing to watch it looks like it was so much fun yeah, to dude. make it was just yeah i you know i i modeled that video so first off shout out to like uh the new trash crew new trash is a um video company of uh these two gentlemen Nat alder and connor wiles um who reached out to me and uh i've been reaching out i've been following their work they work with some other no trend artists uh shout out avances they work with uh is a really wonderful band i love in chicago who's on uh, no trend as well um and mother nature and uh, a, a lot of other people in the city who i respect and they just have this really wonderful way of shooting um things in such they work with different teams each time and so every video that they do looks completely different um and i love that i love people who shake up and just work with as many people as possible and have many styles it's um, like you yeah it's it's <laughs> I, I i love it i don't i don't want to ever settle on one aesthetic it may be an aesthetic for a specific song you know but not for an entire project i want it to always feel like a big pot of gumbo you know just so many good things inside of it and so uh, yeah, I reached out to New Trash with this idea to make, um, you know, I'm I'm a '90s head, man. I love my '90s music, and uh, you know, uh, I I always watch my '90s videos and think like, man, if we had something like that today, just update it, you know. That maybe, was kind of the link right. up for us from Jump. Yeah. was we worked on a play about the '90s, yeah. and every song that came on, we're like, you know, <laughs> ready to do house party too. dances in the sound booths. So. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah man. The '90s is just. That's my, I mean, I grew up doing it. I hate to sound like one of those old farts who just like, you know, uh, is stuck in that time period. But like, man, it, it really exemplified a time where uh, togetherness and unity in hip hop, you see Queen Latifah and Pac at the same show, you know what I mean? And TLC and all these people, you know, who are great and legends in their own right, just hanging out and just doing this on a regular basis. And that's the kind of Chicago I want to see. And I do see all the time, you know, so I want my music to sound like that. And I want my videos to look like that. And this is only my third video. And I needed something after type love to kind of like change the tone a bit, you know, and, and, um, you know, one song, you know, is about self-love and this song is really about Chicago and breaking down clubhouse mentality and just being unified and just have, it was supposed to be even way more other people in that video or whatever, but it just didn't work out because we were just, you know, you, you only got 12 hours to shoot. Um, so yeah, having all of those really lovely Chicagoans in my, um, you know, come out and just shoot basketball and like hang out, uh, new trash, uh, really put the idea in motion. And I just kind of stepped to them and was like, Hey, how can we make like the electric relaxation video? But for Chicago, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can we do that? I want to glorify the city. I want to show that, you know, it's a lot of rappers in the city and we not salting each other. We actually out here bigging each other up and we, we care about each other's trajectories, whether they're hip hop or comedians or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Producers, we're here to support each other. And so, yeah, that the, the record is just supposed to be super duper fun and a middle finger to 
people who are gatekeepers who who don't want this kind of music out there spreading, you know? Yeah. Perfect yeah. message for a hip hop artist who's signed with a you know, an indie rock label. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what what are these barriers? Yeah, forget doing it, man. Here? Literally yeah. their name is No Trend Records, you yeah. know what I mean? 'Cause they and they're trying to live up to that by like, you know, taking, you know, risk and, and signing somebody like me or whatever. You know, I'm I'm like kind of a new territory for them and we're we're uh working that relationship together because they're new for me. I've never I do everything by myself. So to have this backing and support and to have teams like uh, New Trash and uh, McKinsey and all that, it's just a really wonderful pot of people who just yeah. want to make good music and good content, you know? There's there's one shot in that video that uh, I particularly loved, and then I saw some bloopers later, <laughs> which is like, it's it's a throwback to the 90s style of video, yeah. too, where you're sitting up on the hoop of a basketball hoop, uh-huh. and it like gave me flashbacks to like Hip Hop Hooray yeah. and you know, these music videos that yeah. had people up on the basketball hoop, but it wasn't uh-huh. maybe as effortless and fun as it looked in the video man i ripped my pants uh i'm walking around that video with ripped pants the whole time uh the yeah man it was a rainy day too and we were just going to shoot around on the playground but like i had it in my head because of like videos like hip-hop array and i was impressionable like man one day i've always wanted to shoot a video where i was sitting up on the hoop i don't even play basketball i'm an artist but i want to get up there and I wasn't going to do it because it was so slippery, but Jovan in the blooper video you can hear is like egging me on and Trig as well. And so we got a dumpster and we <laughs> they tried to stand on this wet dumpster and grab the wet uh, rim and pull myself up like I'm in shape or something like that. Uh, it did not go well for a long time. Not as swole as you thought I you were. I thought I was swole, bro, and I'm not that swole. So, like, yeah, man, I ended up getting up there, and we were able to get the shot. And I, I was so happy when I was able to, you know, come down and uh, just shoot around on the court. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, listen to a little bit of Free Soul here. I want to cue that up so that we can give people a little taste of Chicago. Shot town got some Yo, shot town got some Shot town got yeah, yeah, yeah. Episodes from my area code. We never fit the description. We breaking the mold for roaches. Soul Chicago got explosive glow. I give a pound to my skin folk. I'm ocean. You fishbowl, swim bowl. The game sold by your water sign. You drowned in the open air, curated in a timeline of dollar signs and pushing the brands all you care about. Keep your connections, fam. Fuck your clubhouse clout. I do this with the content, conscious. Strolling with Raheem when we shouting. What about it? Through the basement, art is the celebration. Bigging my brother up while preaching some preservation. Can't contain the truth. I spit it between my crooked tooth. Legitimately, why in the booth? I'm here to save your ears from fake news. Beware of elevators, play the gold for the top of the cost of soul. And it is so Chicago. I mean, and this is a trend, I think, with a lot of your videos. You really feature the city as, uh, you know, um, a character in Mm -hmm. your work. Mm -hmm. Uh, As someone who lives in Chicago, and I think this is true for a lot of your fans, as Chicagoans, we really... uh, effortlessly connect with your music for a broader audience now that your music is is getting bigger and bigger you're finding audiences outside of chicago Mm -hmm. uh, you're getting distribution through a label you're getting distribution through Mm -hmm. uh, youtube and spotify and all of these streaming services what 
kind of message are you hoping will be received by, you know, people who don't live in the city like we do? Yeah, uh, you know, just like every other Chicago artist, I guess I, you know, I, I want to sh- combat the narrative of Chicago that this this uh, spooky place where murder is ever present and we're all like stepping over like dead bodies and you know, uh, right. ga- that you, Chirac yeah, kind this, of yeah, man, uh, like pollution. that that always pissed me off like hear, hearing that because. Um, you know, any metropolitan city has its crime and, you know, yeah, sometimes ours is worse and maybe a lot of times, but, um, you know, I've navigated the city my entire life and I'm still learning new things about it. I'm still meeting new people all the time. Um, it's so many different ways of life in the city. It's the microcosm of the great macrocosm of that is America. And I want to introduce the country to what that looks like specifically as an artist who, it's trying to push, you know, egoless raps. Like I, I, I want to, uh, you know, people to be uplifted by my message and, or the messages that I'm, um, I'm bringing, and not only uplifted. I want, I, I want them to be able to listen to my music and learn something about the politics of Chicago and the policies um, that work to. Uh, you know, marginalized folk here because if it's going on here, it's going on in other big cities. It's going on uh, in other places. Um, so yeah, I want to I want to give an image of Chicago that uh, is what we know as Chicagoans. The city is, which is people find love here. People, their their families, their schools, their um, are you know um, police who are crooked. There there are politics that. Uh, don't really work out for certain people, but work out for other people. Um, but you know, there's beauty and there's ugliness here. And and if I can, you know, be a mascot for my city in a way, um, then you know, hopefully, this is the first album where I'm really, really, really like kind of pushing the image of Chicago and really like kind of bigging up the city a lot because I think it just deserves it, man. Like we we it's so many beautiful, wonderful sounds in this city and so many great artists things and we, we kind of get this flack for being like the second city and you know maybe not as good as other cities or whatever but um i think i i, I really think that the mecca music is, is starting to like kind of like be here so I, I want people to come here i want people to stay here you know what i mean well i'll say just from my own perspective you're uh we're lucky to have you as a brand ambassador for <laughs> chicago joy and chicago beauty thanks man. you're a beautiful artist and a beautiful person I we, appreciate that. Uh, my wife and I ran into Mikel, Mikel on uh, the sidewalk like two days ago. <laughs> and as we walked away, uh, my wife Kristen said, he's just one of those people that you can just see. He like exudes an inner light and oh. you just want to be around him, <laughs> and, which is so true. So uh, I, I am so excited for you Thanks, that you have bro. this new album coming out. Love the singles. Thanks, man. If uh, any of you listeners want to catch Mikel... His record release concert is March 3rd at Lincoln Hall. Tickets are $15. He has incredible guest artists. We've got Sam Trump, Jovan, and the aforementioned Darren Alexis. Tune Group Editor-in-Chief Matt Pierce and I are definitely going to be there, and hopefully we'll be recording another one of these as our uh, post-mortem on that concert and, uh, and the record itself, the physical record. Really looking forward to grabbing yeah, a copy yeah. of that. I can't wait to hear the rest of it, yeah. everything that you've put out so far. 
uh, I've been a huge, huge advocate for. And uh, I remember in one of our tune group top 10 lists, uh, the year that you put out Each One, Teach One, and Super Predator, um, you were on my top 10 list right next to Beyonce. Yeah. You're like, it was like Beyonce, Michael DeVille. Oh my so God. So that tells you. Honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Beyonce, Michael, Solange. Wow. And like Frank Ocean. Oh my God. That is so debatable. I love you though. <laughs> so I, I thank you so much. Thanks yeah, for man. hanging out, chopping of it course. up with me. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Shout out to you and group. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for having me, brother. All right. Cheers. Tunegroup.com, a new music website created by some friends in Chicago. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Email us at tunegroup at gmail.com if you'd like to get involved as a sponsor or as a contributor to the main site, tunegroup.com. That's tunegroup.com.